I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. Hey, it's Craig Fisher with Allegis Global Solutions and the TalentNet Conferences. And I'm here today with Melissa Van Dyke. She's from Recruitix. She's a social media marketing manager, and we're going to talk about social media advertising. Melissa, how are you? Hi. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Melissa. I'm a social marketing strategist at Recruitix. I've been on the team here for going on almost three years now. Um, Recruitix is a digital recruitment marketing agency, and I sit on our um, social marketing team. So I help our clients um, create strategies and execute on social ad campaigns throughout Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and the works. Tell us a little bit about what we should know um, on the differences between organic social and paid social ads. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, there's quite a few differences between organic and paid. Obviously, people that are following you on your social channels, they subscribe to you. You know, the content that they're wanting to see on your organic channel is a little bit different than the audience that you're actively reaching out to on paid. So organic content, you know, you really want to spend the time to develop a robust strategy in terms of long term, how you're going to kind of influence these people, how you're going to keep them engaged. So a lot more of your content there is focused on actual like engagement, asking questions, providing resources to them. Um, where in terms of more paid side, it could be a mix of also brand awareness and engaging, but the, the kind of the heavy hit there is like, what do you want? What action do you want these people to take? And who are you broadcasting this to? You know, you're going to want to really target in on the, the actual people you want to convert. In our case, would be to apply to a job. Right. So how can I use social ads to target candidates and get more applications? Yeah, um, there's many different ways. So I would say kind of the basic way to do this is figure out, you know, who are you trying to target and keep it simple. So many, sometimes we'll have clients that just say, I want to target the whole U.S., I want to get everybody. But you have to kind of think about the candidate experience there. You know, th most people, if they're seeing an ad, they're going to go to their phone. So how are they going to apply? What's that apply process going to be like when they click your ad? So I try to keep it simple, keep it you know, you're starting out with one location that you're having trouble with, with one rack you're having trouble with, and target a smaller audience. That way, they see the ad, it says, you know, go apply to be a social media manager in San Francisco. They click it, they go right to a rack or some sort of form that they can fill out to learn more. Right. So, are there better channels for this or worse channels for this? Yeah. Um, again, it all kind of depends on what you're looking for. So, you kind of have to think in the minds of the candidates that you're trying to attract. You know, like if you're trying to some trying to attract somebody in retail, they're probably not going to be on the more professional sites like LinkedIn. But they might be just browsing Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. So, kind of the key thing here is who are you trying to target and where would they be hanging out, just searching the news feeds themselves. So, kind of every case is different, and you might you know have one campaign that you would do on LinkedIn, one campaign, one kind of audience you would do on Facebook, and sometimes you might spread across multiple. But if you're kind of stuck, I think that's kind of the first place to go to is where would this person that I'm trying to find, where would they be? Okay. So given that, are there better types of content to share on different channels? Yeah. Um, 
kind of depends on the campaign itself and who you're trying to trying to attract or target or what kind of your goal is in the end. So if you're looking just to get your name out there, kind of the content you're going to be wanting to share is giving, providing information then. Maybe it's a tip on how to apply or maybe it's what's it like to work at our company. Here's some fun facts from our employees. Maybe it's, you know, an employee testimonial, kind of more content focused. If you're actually trying to get candidates in the door, you might really just focus on, hey, here's an open job we have, come and apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, we get targeted for all kinds of ads for different things, right? And jobs yep. should be no different. Um, are you uh, tracking some of the new legislation that's starting to come around about Facebook targeting? And do you have yep. an opinion on this? Yeah, um, I actually wrote a blog post. It's on the critics' blog. We want to read more about it. Pretty detailed about the actual what the policies are and the changes. But um, Facebook, you know, is trying to protect not only themselves but also the company. So I kind of appreciate that in the instance. Um, so there's a lot of different changes going on in Facebook in terms of targeting themselves, targeting itself on the platform. Um, when it comes to employment ads. They're trying to uphold that, you know, the Employment Act, where mostly discrimination is at play here. So, the, you know, the big key things here are the removal of being able to exclude certain groups or certain interests. Um, the other key thing is being is not being able to target by a certain age range. It's now like it's all ages have to be applied. It's um, there's a, some limitations uh, around location-based targeting, so you can't go underneath a certain mile radius here. Um, the thing that I have noticed that I actually appreciate about Facebook is with this new targeting base, there's actual now terms within the interests available to us to target that are employment related. So I can target by part-time, I can target by entry level, I can target by people that are looking at career sites. So there's kind of these like buckets of targeting now that I can focus on, but the actual kind of interest-based targeting is now more generalized, where instead of being able to target maybe a nurse and an RN and a million different titles within nursing or healthcare, it's now as general as healthcare. So it's kind of give and take on the nitty gritty of being able to target has kind of gone away, but there's still buckets available in terms of the different functions. And, you know, looking at the actual campaigns I've been running, we've been running this now for probably close to six months, I think, with this new targeting, we really haven't seen any impact in targeting in terms of negative. Um, if anything, our campaign, you know, click rates have increased because our audience pools are bigger. Um, I think the thing that you can get into here now that, you know, this Facebook, the Facebook changes have kind of opened the doors to is the importance of placing pixels and retargeting audiences on your website. Right. Yeah, I'm finding that it's a little tougher to get ads approved, um, right? We're having to send a lot more for review. Um, yep. And then you're having to sometimes dispute the review decision, right? And so how are you dealing with that? And is there a best practice around, you know, building these ads and, and how to avoid that? Yeah, so... The first thing you want to make sure you're doing when you're running employment ads, I think some people don't realize maybe right on the campaign level, there's an actual check mark that you have to certify that you're you're running an employment ad. So I think the first thing, your ads are going to get flagged if you try to run an employment ad and you haven't certified that because that will then bring up all the specialized targeting that you need. The other thing I've noticed is they can get a little finicky in what you're actually saying in the ad copy. 
like I think I had a an ad one time about like healthcare where I said something about like the impact on the their patients' lives they will have, and they said, "Well, you can't promise that." I said, "Well, they're a nurse; they're going to be helping, you know, save somebody's life here." Um, so there is a little bit I've experienced that pain point too of having to request manual, but I think maybe just figuring out and being paying attention to what you're saying in the ads and not trying to make something that Facebook might flag as over-promising or um, they get kind of finicky in terms of how, like what you're promising in the ad in terms of like money or, you know, impact to the end user. Right, so uh, I love that. And I think it's pretty standard <clears throat> what we have to uh, advise healthcare companies on and financial institutions on in the first place are just, you know, regular laws, standard regulations that, yeah. you know, things you can and cannot advertise. And Facebook's just getting a little more uh, stringent about enforcing it. Yeah. So you you mentioned um, healthcare, which is clearly one of the toughest things to recruit for. And one of the reasons social ads are so good. Um, Another tricky one is volume hiring. So is there a best practice for using social advertising for volume hiring? I think volume hiring is a great option on social ads because you're reaching massive amount of people. You can flood budgets to really get your word out there. And there's ways in which, you know, based upon your internal processes of handling the, the candidates, um, there's a lot of different things you can do on Facebook to get kind of large amounts of people to say, I'm interested in your role. So. Um, and on the other social channels, but Facebook's great because you're able to kind of do like lead generation campaigns. So the candidate within the own platform can see your ad say, yeah, I'm interested in, in working in this position. And it'll auto generate their information already and it'll export, we can then go in and export lists of candidates that we can give to you. So those are one of those things as, as long as you're internally prepared to kind of handle that large volume. And you know, if you don't need them to fill out a large application, that's a really great option. There's also ways of thinking about where you're driving them. So if you're needing a lot of people to quickly apply, thinking about your apply process. So, you know, maybe a short form landing page for this kind of like high volume role would be the best suit here. Because candidates can quickly go in and say, yes, I want to learn more. Send me an email, give me, you know, shoot me a text or your phone number, and then they can quickly apply. Um, I think the problem that we have and where you'll see lower apply rates on social ads is the longer the apply process is. Right. Yeah. And we do see bounce rates there um, increase when the apply process gets to be that kind of a problem. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking of that, there are some sort of um, employment based social channels. And should companies be looking at those? And, and does that assist in that bounce rate when you're actually doing direct advertising, those kind of social channels? Yeah, um, you know, social channels like LinkedIn, I think is one of my favorite things to utilize for recruitment ads because you can target by everything about their employment. I can target your competitors. I can target by job titles of people I'm looking for, years of experience. If I know I'm targeting, you know, a software engineer and they need to have certain, you know, Java and SQL and like all those different things, I can target by those skills that I'm looking for and exclude people that don't. So um, LinkedIn is great in terms of like really honing in on who you're targeting, especially more experienced roles and getting your, your name out there and also getting in front of your competitors because you, you're able to kind of target those audiences. So, you know, that kind of content generation of, you know, what's it like to work here or, 
hey, come relocate. Like those are great things to do on LinkedIn in terms of getting out content to those audiences you're trying to hire. Yes, 100% agree. Uh, I think LinkedIn's great. I feel personally like it's a little expensive, but there's a reason for that, right? Clearly. So how can mm -hmm. we get our employees involved to help with these efforts? Yeah, I think, you know, ads, we always say like ads featuring people perform better than than anything else and ads featuring your employees perform that, that much more. So in ways in which you can maybe get photos of your employees, that really goes a long way. I think, you know, ideally if you can get videos of employees talking about what it's like to work there or maybe their favorite aspect of working there or um, the career growth, like things that you're wanting to highlight, if you can get your employees to speak about that and then feature them on ads, I think that's you know, where you'll see the best return in your ad spend because candidates can then say, I see myself like this person, I can see myself working there, or this seems like someone I would want to work with. Um, it goes that much further. So we're going to talk about all this stuff uh, in a panel session at uh, TalentNet in Austin on March 13th. I'm really excited you're going to be there uh, with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to be at VRBO's headquarters in the Domain, which is a really cool space. So tell us just a little bit about, uh, you know, who is uh, Melissa behind the scenes and what's your favorite part of your job? What do you like to do in your spare time? Just give us a snapshot of you. Yeah, um, that's always a tough question, but I think, you know, behind the scenes, you'll see me kind of like out with my friends, um, going out on the weekends, going on hikes, um, at the gym, doing, trying out new workout classes. I am a big fanatic of Bravo TV shows, Real Housewives, The Bachelorette, you name it. Um, <laughs> my favorite aspect of my job, I think, is working at an agency in which I can help all different sorts of clients. You know, one minute I might be working on healthcare, the next I'm working on financial, the next I'm working on a fun retail brand. Kind of, it really gets to like pull me in different directions and use all different sorts of creativity in terms of trying to help my, my clients, no matter what function they're in, you know, find these candidates on social media and help them help them hire. All right. Well, Melissa, this has been fascinating. Thank you, Recruitix, for uh, supplying us with uh, the awesome Melissa and uh, for being a great sponsor of TalentNet uh, over the years and a great partner of Allegis Global Solutions. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff together. So I'm excited to see you uh, next week and uh, we'll talk to you then. Me too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at insidetalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates, and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.